Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's ein Rhythmus, als gäb's ein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hallo und willkommen to the Gegenpressing Bundesliga Preview Show. I'm your host, Manuel Feit, and I'm once again joined by my transfermer colleague, Stefan Bienkowski. Stefan, how's it going? Yeah, doing very, very well. Nice sunny day and looking forward to another fantastic weekend of German football. I, I know you're manning the desk alone at the moment at Transfermarkt, so I don't want to keep you too long, but how relieved <laughs> were you that today's news turned out to be fake? <laughs> <laughs> yes, very relieved. So anyone who maybe isn't on, twi on Twitter 24-7 like Manu and I, uh, stories began to surface that the, the super agent Mino Raiola had passed away. Um, I think it started in Italy, but then a lot of newspapers in the UK picked up very quickly. And obviously, Transfermarkt were a very um, responsible publisher, so we didn't publish anything until we knew what happened. Uh, and <laughs> this also coincided with when I had planned to take my lunch break because I have a wedding to go to next Saturday and I need to get my suit refitted. Uh, so this happened just when my suit was just before my meeting. So it's a very crazy lunch hour. But luckily, especially for Mino Raiola and his family, he's not dead. Yeah, this falls so, in the category of don't report something like this until you really know, like really know. You don't want to get this wrong. You don't want to write the most awkward apology letter afterwards. Um, yeah, I was like, I was ready to jump on real quick and help you out there. I was really glad because I am at a wedding at the moment recording this from beautiful little Asheville, North Carolina. And I was like, oh my God, there goes my morning. Because like my phone, I woke up and there was several messages from some agents like, get up, time to like start working. And I was like, what? Why? <laughs> <laughs> and I went on Twitter and then I, I actually spoke to someone who quickly clarified to me that this person is still very much alive, um, sick, but alive. Um, so we wish Mino Ayola all the best uh, in his recovery. Um, And thankfully, we don't have to report his death today. That's good news. Um, yeah, let's jump into the Bundesliga stuff right after this break. This episode of the Gegenpressing Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that the MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to join us. Use our promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. So let's start with the Friday fixture, Stefan. Union against uh, Fürth. Um, I'm having a hard time these days predicting any Fürth games. 
So <laughs> I just went with my gut and thinking that, you know, Union have actually been pretty decent. They still have a pretty good shot at, like, at Europe. Um, mm. You know, just two points behind Freiburg. It's technically still a shot at the Champions League spot. I don't, although I don't think that that's going to happen. Four points behind Leipzig. Um, mm. And they obviously did beat, beat Leipzig last weekend. So I do think Union are going to win this game 2-0. Um, Fürth have been better in the Rückrunde, but, you know, they're very much relegated. And the news this week, of course, broke that uh, Stefan Leitl, their head coach, is going to leave at the end of the season. So they're, they're very much looking at a little bit of a rebuild once they go down, which I think was pretty much expected too. Um, mm. So, yeah, an easy 2-0 win for Union in my books there. This is incredible. I had the exact same prediction. Wow. Uh, I think this is a no-brainer, to be perfectly honest with you. I think despite their Pokal defeat recently, uh, I think Union have been pretty good so far uh, in the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, they've kind of bounced back from a tricky January transfer window. And to be two points off Freiburg, who everyone talks about as, you know, potentially the team of the season because of their push for top four finish, uh, you know, it's easy to forget that Union are right there beside them. Um, just two points off them and just, what, four points off a top four finish? It's incredible. So I think this is one of the best teams, one of the probably the most overperforming teams in the league this season against one of the most underperforming teams in the league this season. Um, And Greuterfurt have conceded 76 goals in, what? No, sorry, that's a lie. It's uh, 30 goals in 16 away games. No, that's also a lie. That's a home record. I'm so sorry. I've got the wrong tell. I'm open. 46 goals conceded in 15 away games. It gets worse every time. Um, so <laughs> they're basically conceding three goals every home match. If my maths hasn't, hasn't uh, lost me. So, yeah. I think this is a no-brainer. 2-0, Union. Yeah. All right. So then we go on to... That's actually going to be my top spiel of the week. Um, is Borussia Dortmund against Bochum. And I picked it because it's actually a derby, and it, with Schalke not being in the in the league at the moment, although it does look like they might be back up, which I think is a better makes the Bundesliga a better place. But with Schalke not being there, Bochum is actually you know there was a day when Bochum against Schalke was the biggest derby in that region, Stefan. Mm. Um, and people don't really remember that. And Bochum, of course, recently back in the Bundesliga. But when I grew up, Bochum were called the Unabsteigbaren, the the team that cannot be relegated. And obviously they lost that Monica back in the, they turned into a team that would go back up and down, like a, a fast rule munch of, as we say, um, you know, an, ele- an elevator team. But mm. then they turned into a second division dinosaur <laughs> and just stayed there for quite a long time and are only back now. And I actually think Bochum belong in the Bundesliga. They are um, mm. one of those small teams that, have a firm place in the history of that league and have a very strong history in that region too. And Bochum is a very much an up-and-coming city in Germany too. Um, interesting enough because it's very cheap for housing um, and has very good infrastructure and is very well connected into the other bigger metropolitan areas. It's actually like the number one place for tech startups right now in the country. Um, mm. So Bochum is very much an up-and-coming place. And VfL Bochum have kind of reflected that this season. A lot of people expected them to go straight back down. I mean, um, they have 36 points now, 8 points of VfL Stuttgart. I think they're pretty safe. And I think this is going to be a really interesting game. Um, It's going to be a derby. The first one with full full attendance for Dortmund, right? Because 
um, all the other like big games, we haven't been able to do that. And yeah, um, I think it's going to be a fascinating game. I do think that Borussia Dortmund will win this game 3-1. But if Bochum want to have a chance of winning this game, the player to watch, because we were asked midweek if we could also highlight a player, an X-Factor to watch, is Bella Kotschap, Bochum's young German defender, a big talent. And I think he will have a big role to play if Bochum wants to have a chance of winning this game. This is incredible. This is two for two. I've got 3-1 to Dortmund as well. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> and I can assure you, listeners, we do not discuss our scores before we come on air. So this is incredible. But um, yeah, I've gone for 3-1 as well for a couple of reasons. You know, I really think Dortmund will kind of bounce back from that defeat against Bayern last week. They'll want to prove that they're not, you know, that they can kind of right a few wrongs. And, you know, as we've kind of seen in recent weeks, although Dortmund have been kind of handed heavy defeats from the likes of Leipzig and Bayern, uh, as we saw last week, they've kind of put together a steely resolve when they come up against smaller clubs. Um, you know, and it's, I'm trying to think of, like, for example, Stuttgart, uh, Mainz, Wolfsburg, if I'm not mistaken, as well, recent weeks as well. You know, these teams who would be potential banana skins for Dortmund and would have slipped up under them and under previous managers, I think this is one of the few, well, not one of the few, but one of the most notable things I think Rosa has actually fixed with Dortmund is that they go into these games and really just grind out results. Um, they've got, and I think that's probably why they've got one of the best home records in the league this season. They've got the second best home record. And it's also why, despite all the carry-on that's been going on at the club, they're still comfortably in second place because, you know, even though they've been chucked out of the Champions League and even though they haven't been able to like land a glove on Bayern this season, they've just been picking up points elsewhere, slowly but surely. Uh, and I think it's a perfect example of that. And add to that, Bochum's form has just been wild since they basically were assured that they're not going to get relegated. Um, you know, I think if I'm not mistaken, if you kind of look at their form, they've only won three of the last 10 games. They've lost five. They're kind of just already on holiday mode. So I know it's a derby. I know Bochum fans will be very excited for this game, uh, as well as Dortmund fans. But I, I think it's going to be a pretty routine win for Dortmund. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so this next one, Stefan, and as always, if you're wondering why I'm picking this, this order is because that's what Bundesliga.com has, um, Stuttgart against Wolfsburg. And I had a pretty tough time with this one. Um, I, I generally do these days when I, whenever I pick any, um, match involving these two teams. Um, and I went with 2-1 for Stuttgart. Because Wolfsburg don't have very much to play for anymore. Stuttgart are very much still in the relegation fight and have they have to win this game. This is a must-win game for them. So I think that because of that, Stuttgart will just persevere and get, get the three points that they need. Um, that's literally my thinking behind here. Honestly, maybe I'm, I'm curious what you think, Stefan, but this is, this is a do-or-die game for Stuttgart at the end of the day. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's a really interesting one. I think it's actually probably one of the most difficult ones to call this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I've gone for a Wolfsburg win, a 2-1 win, just because, you know, I think both of these teams are just so wildly um, inconsistent. But the one thing that Wolfsburg seem to have in their favour right now is they've got forwards who are scoring goals. Uh, you know, whether it's Nemcha, Kroza, uh, Jonas Wind, you know, they've got three forwards there who are scoring goals right now. Um and, you know, they obviously got thumped off Dortmund a couple of weeks ago, but they did kind of bounce back last weekend. And that's kind of the main thing about it. 
neither team knows how to defend, but Wolfsburg are at least scoring goals. Um, Stuttgart have just kind of looked a bit stuck in the mud recently. Kaladzic has come back and he had a good start once he came back from injury, but I think that's now two or three games he's gone without scoring or creating assists. So things are looking a little dicey for Stuttgart right now. This is a game they definitely should win, but I think Wolfsburg will probably win it 2-1. But it's really, it's, it's, all, it's all over the place. It could go either way. Oh, before I forget it, um, I promised in the last episode that I would do some digging about the Borussia Dortmund target, Stefan. Uh-huh. And I was told by a source today um, who was close to Dortmund, it was, it's probably going to be Hugo Eketike. Just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> one, one more time? Hugo Eketike. Interesting. From Start Rams or Start Rams. Hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah. Sorry, well, I, I should have mentioned this in the in the, the <laughs> during the Bochum Bochum Dortmund preview. But yeah, I uh, I just came because like I got that text message right now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, well, you heard you heard it here first, yeah, listeners. It's like, I mean, it, not confirmed, it would be, it would, but it would be it would be very Bundesliga for. You know, Dortmund to just be like, right, we need to fix our problems. Let's go raid some league on side. Yeah. Because that seems to be what every Bundesliga team does these days. Yeah. Not confirmed, but most likely as target. So we'll see. Wait and see. Huku Eketike. Um, I think we both will have to learn that name very soon uh, because like, they love they love raiding uh, League of Science. But let's move on to the next game uh, Mainz against Bayern. And uh, Stefan, I have this as a hangover game for Bayern, so I have a Mainz win at home too now. Oof. That's an interesting call. So I was initially inclined to go that way, but I had a good think about it. And you know what? I just don't think Bayern can afford to have a hangover game in this. If it was any other season, uh, uh, if, if, it was un- if it was under Hansi Flick, if it was under Jörg Heinkes, maybe even Pep Guardiola, I could totally see Bayern putting their feet up for the rest of the season, dropping points here, there, and everywhere. But you know, I know we're maybe still a little, still too close to that that title challenge and a title win, rather. Um, you know, and I, as I said in the last podcast, I was there. I saw the fans celebrate, but I still feel like there's a sense around this club that that was not enough. So you know, I, I don't think a Bundesliga title makes up for the way they got knocked out of the German Cup, the way they got knocked out of the Champions League. So I kind of have a sneaky suspicion that Nagelsmann will really drill this team between now and the end of the season because there's there's just really no um, assurances that they can get to the summer transfer window in a good state, even though they have won the league. And you know, if if they go on and kind of drop points the last four or five games, and the league just kind of the season just ends in a whimper, um, I, I just kind of feel like. It could lead to all sorts of carnage—not carnage. That's a strong word, but just no, a real malaise. I think carnage about... makes sense. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but they've got such a tricky summer transfer window coming up, and I know it seems silly to be like they've just won the league. Why would anyone be upset? But you know, if you speak to Bayern fans right now, um, they're not happy at all. And it's just the nature of being a Bayern fan that winning the Bundesliga title just is not enough to make up for the season. So. I don't know. I just think I, I just don't think this Bayern team have the luxury of being complacent right now. So I've gone for a two-one win against Mainz, but you know, as we know, Mainz are very good at home. So I could very easily see Mainz taking points off them, but I just I just can't see Bayern putting their feet up here. Mm, that's fair point. And lots of noise about Lewandowski. 
a lot of noise about Lewandowski. Um, it just doesn't want to go away. Oh, it's going to be an interesting one. Really interesting. Uh, I think a game worth watching. Um, Augsburg against Köln. And you picked this as your top spiel this week. So I'm just going to let you go first here. Yeah, so this is. I think this is a really interesting game because Augsburg um, have kind of been a yo-yo club in and out of the relegation zone this year. I think they've actually done a pretty decent job for the most part, at least in the second half of the season, of kind of steadying the ship, um, you know, and obviously they got that kind of surprise defeat to Hertha a couple of weeks ago, which I think really kind of put the fear in, or fear of God in them, to use to borrow an expression. Uh, Marcus Feinzel, after then beating Bochum last weekend, said it was a brutally important win. Um, and yeah, I just kind of think... You know, when they're on form, when they're composed, this Augsburg team are actually a really strong defensive side. Um, in second half of the season, they've picked up uh, clean sheets against Wolfsburg, Arminia Bielefeld, Union Berlin, and then obviously Bochum last weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I think that's kind of what we're looking at again today, or today, uh, this weekend rather. Um, so I've gone for 1 0 for Augsburg for this game. Also, I just feel like Cologne are kind of a wee bit inconsistent on the road um, but I think probably the player to really watch out here is kind of Reese Oxford uh, you know I think anyone from England um, who follows the league will probably be keeping a keen interest on how he's doing uh, after he moved to the Bundesliga and he's had a really interesting time of it in Augsburg he, I thought he was a little inconsistent last season he was in and out of the team but this season I think he's kind of really nailed down a spot Um and, you know, the managing director of Augsburg, Stefan Reuter, kind of singled him out last weekend, actually, mm. kind of talking about how well, how good he is in the air and how can, how confident he's becoming as a player. Um, and, you know, for a team like Augsburg, who basically rely on their defence to pick up points every week, he's been invaluable. So I say he's worth definitely one to look out for uh, in that game. And that's my game of the week because I think it's going to be a really tasty clash. I, I think so too, but I went for a three nil Cullen win. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. <laughs> um, yeah, but Cullen, like, okay, like maybe I'm biased against Augsburg a little bit, but also I think Cullen have been pretty good. It's just a team that doesn't want to go away. You know, every every week we're like, okay, well maybe they're always going to slip up and they're not going to be part of this European race anymore, but. Here we are, match day 32, and they're just three points behind fifth place. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's, 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 I certainly wouldn't be surprised, but I just think, I just think Augsburg are a good defensive team when they have to be, and they could close out this clone side, this clone side. And relegation battle, too, right? I mean, that's yeah. always a big one. Teams that fight for survival, you have way more, like, Augsburg have way more to lose than Köln has to gain. And I think that makes a huge difference for for those games. Um, we'll see. Like, we'll see. It's gonna. I think you picked a really good game um, as your match of the week. It's gonna be a really fascinating game to watch. Um, the next one, Bielefeld against Hertha. Um, when are we? When are we going to apologize to poor Felix Magat, Stefan? Because <laughs> I, I I have this down as a two 0 Hertha win, and that will probably almost get them out of this. Yeah. Uh, hello, you still there? I'm still there. Oh, sorry, I thought you cut out there. Apologies. Um, I'll just, I'm just gonna lead on from that. Um, 
Yeah, do you know what? I think I think I think poor Felix Magat certainly does deserve our um, apologies. He does seem to have turned things around. They put in some really battling performances, and you know I think this result, as well as Bielefeld last week's result, rather as well as Bielefeld losing, kind of really cemented Hertha's kind of push to get out of relegation. And of course, they pick up three points here. Then, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't go so far as to say they're as good as gold, but they're definitely getting there. Um, you know, Bielefeld have been absolutely horrendous recently. I think they've lost seven of the last eight games, and they've been losing at halftime and full time in five of the last six games. Yeah. Um, so this seems like an absolute, you know, home run for Hertha Berlin, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I, what was your What was your tip there? Mine was two uh, 0 for Hertha. I don't think I did get my tip out today. I also get 2 0 to Hertha. Ah, well, there's a lot of agreement today. All oh, right. No. Uh, and then we have this Saturday top spiel. And this is actually a derby as well. Um, Hoffenheim against Freiburg. I think that could have also been a good choice for the match of the week. Um, obviously, too, because Freiburg still have a ton to play, play for. They just don't want to go away. I mean, if you're a Leipzig fan or a Leverkusen fan, you're looking over your shoulder and it's like, they're still there. <laughs> for both of them, right? Two points behind Leipzig, three points against Leverkusen, and then also have that direct game against Leverkusen on match day 34. And both those teams just can't get any distance to Freiburg. Um, mm-hmm. And this is... Like, they're playing against the Hoffenheim side that has dropped off a little bit, um, probably out of the European races now, I think. Um, I have this down as a 2-1 Freiburg win. Yeah, I've got a Freiburg win for this one as well, but I've gone for 3-2. Um, just, you know, I think Hoffenheim and Freiburg have probably been two of the funnest teams to watch in the second half of the season. Uh, they score goals for fun. They concede goals for fun. As we saw with Freiburg against uh, Gladbach last weekend, you can never rule them out. Um, and, you know, I just I just think they're two really exciting teams to watch. Hoffenheim have... The problem is Hoffenheim have kind of dropped off in recent weeks. They've dropped off since that Bayern draw, which I talked about in the last couple of weeks about what happens there when teams seem to pick up points against Bayern. Um, and yeah, I just think Freiburg are the better team right now. So I go for 3-2 to Freiburg for that one. Another three points for Freiburg. Uh, so then it gets a little complicated. There is no games on Sunday. Um, you might be wondering why May 1st traditionally is a day of protest in Germany, which means that all the police forces are in the big city um, basically fighting various forms of radicalism, uh, <laughs> which means there is no police forces available to patrol German football stadiums. So no games ever on May 1st in German football. Uh, as a result, we have two games on Monday, which is really strange. And those two games are actually kind of interesting um, because they involve the teams that are playing in the Europa League. We're recording on Thursday, Thursday before those are Europa League matches, playing the semi-final of the Europa League. Um, the first one is Leverkusen against Frankfurt. And Frankfurt, you know, on technically speaking, Leverkusen would be the sort of team that Frankfurt would relish to play against, hmm. right? Because they, they like that speed, they like to be, um, you know, they like to play teams that are slightly better than them, which is, makes them such a good team in Europe as well. But on the other hand, Glasner is going to really heavily rotate this team for this match because the, just a few days after, they're playing 
uh, West Ham for the second leg, which is going to be way more important for the outcome of this season than this game. So mm. I have this down as a Leverkusen win, one 0 win. Um, you know, pure and simple because Leverkusen are not at their best right now either. But I think they're still going to have enough to beat a Frankfurt side that is probably has their head somewhere else. Yeah, I think that's that's the gist of it, isn't it? There've been so many games recently where I've thought Frankfurt really would have a decent shot at this, and they've just kind of dropped off. They looked really good at the start against Gladbach last weekend. Um, and I actually thought it was quite telling the manner in which they kind of let that. I think it was a 2-0, uh, sorry, not Gladbach, apologies, uh, against Hoffenheim. Um, they kind of let a... Uh, no, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm talking nonsense again. Sorry, do you know what this is? <laughs> it was Hoffenheim. No, you got this right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, God, you know, I've, I've, this is what happens when I leave Twitter open on my... Uh, when, I've, when I have pod, when I'm recording the podcast, my mind gets dragged away somewhere. Um, I was obviously thinking of the Freiburg game there. Um yeah, I, I think I think recently Frankfurt have just kind of really let the league slip. Uh, I actually wrote a newsletter on how well they've done in Europe this season and why that's the case. And I just think it's really interesting if you look at the stats, the manner in which they're allowed to counter-attack uh, in the Europa League and the way that they're not allowed to counter-attack uh, in the Bundesliga is remarkable. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, over the course of the two Bundesliga games, uh, the two Barcelona games, rather, in the Europa League, they made at least about 14 or 15 counter-attacks, but in the Greuther-Furt game, they played and drew 0-0 before the first leg. They only were, they were only allowed to make one counter-attack. Mm. Um, so that's kind of the real difference between the style of plays, between how they play in the Bundesliga and how they play in Europa League. And obviously, you know, teams sit back, they defend, and Frankfurt struggle to break them down, which I think is no small part due to the fact that they're still trying to, you know, bleed in this new striker that they've got. Um, however, saying that, you would think, well, okay, Leverkusen at home would be the perfect team for them to face. I just think Leverkusen look quite decent. They look strong enough to kind of fend off this Frankfurt side. I think they'll happily say, yeah, we know if we attack, we let Frankfurt in, but we can go toe-to-toe with a side and probably beat them. Uh, I think they'd probably be right to do so. Uh, so I'm going for a 2-1 win for Leverkusen. Yeah, still pretty close, but yeah, it will be enough for Leverkusen in the end. Uh, Gladbach against Leipzig again. Leipzig play uh, Rangers also today. Mm-hmm. Um, bit different situation for them because they do have to win games still to secure a, a top four finish in the Bundesliga. And I do have this down as a 2 0 Leipzig win. They did surprise me a little bit that they lost to Union, a game where they seemed very comfortable until the very end and then dropped all three points. Um, so they are still prone to a, an occasional slip-up, I guess, even under Tedesco. But yeah, this is um, such an important game for them in terms of where they are in the standings. And I think they're going to, no matter what happens uh, in in the game against Rangers, they're going to get three points here. Yeah, this is an interesting one. And this is actually what I was meaning. This is the point I was actually meaning to make about Gladbach. Um, this game feels like a match that's really there for the taking for Gladbach. They've looked decent in recent weeks. Maybe not, you know, properly back to their best, but they've kind of seemed to steady the ship. Uh, there's reports, I think, in Kicker this week that a lot of the key players, um, Hoffman and Som- uh, Jan Sommer in particular, are now willing to extend their contracts because they're not worried about getting relegated anymore. You know, so things have kind of turned a corner for Gladbach and they should be looking at this Leipzig game thinking, right, well, they're going to be probably quite tired from the Rangers match. Let's have a go at them. But 
there's still a fragility to Gladbach, which we saw in the Freiburg match when they take uh, last weekend when they go two 0 up and then they end up conceding two goals. Um, and I think that's that certainly still remains the case uh, for this team. They're picking up points to get mid. They're picking up points against mid-table sides, against teams who are also in the relegation race early in the season. Uh, but I still think against really decent sides, they they can get picked apart unless it's Bayern Munich for some reason. Yeah. Um, and as we've kind of talked about recently, Leipzig do seem to have the squad that's capable of kind of fighting on both fronts. I was very surprised uh, the defeat they had to Union in the league last the last weekend. Uh, I was watching that result come in when I was actually at the Allianz Arena, so I can't pretend to have watched the match and know exactly what happened. But uh, I think that was a minor blip more than anything else. And I think I think I've still got Leipzig to win this two one, but it should be a tight game. It should be an interesting match as well. Awesome. So that's it. We've done all games in less than 30 minutes. Congrats, Stefan. I think that's a new record for us. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Uh, As always, the show is brought to you by Bet Online. Enjoy the match day. Match day 32 in the Bundesliga. Obviously, it's going to be a little bit of a longer match day. No games on Sunday again. Uh, That's because of May 1st. May Day, I guess. And uh, yeah, enjoy the match day. Match day 32. And we'll be back, I guess, a little bit later next week because of the Monday fixtures um, with, with our regular show. Until then, auf Wiedersehen. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.